All right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. <clears throat> it is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, and uh, today we will continue our catechesis through the book of Genesis. We will be in Genesis uh, chapter 29 and 30, uh, more, well, I think it's it's actually more crazy than a typical even soap opera with all of its intrigue and jealousy and whatnot. Uh, the Bible is actually more real to life, perhaps, and, uh, well, it's still insane of a story, but there we go. Well, let's see. Uh, you've probably got a text or email already today about um, the visitation being at 1230 and funeral at 130 for Willis. Uh, we have divine service, or not divine service, but we're doing evening prayer this evening at 7 o'clock for Advent. Um, after I sent the email and the text, I got a phone call actually from uh, Mickey's daughter who uh, let, let us know that she did die in the Lord last night. And she was in hospice the last uh, few days. Went up to see her yesterday. So I was able to to commemorate her and, uh, and, and encourage her to depart in the Lord's peace that his word had been fulfilled for her, which she did. So sad, but um, a blessing for her too. 92 years, long life. So Willis today, 94. Um, Mickey will probably be over the weekend. Uh, it's looking like Sunday, perhaps. I, I know that's uncommon for funeral, but uh, perhaps. So uh, keep an eye out. I'll let you know, and uh, you can show your care and concern for their family as well. Okay, so let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we pray our memory verse. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John 3, verse 2. Our psalm, Psalm 119, beginning on 145. With my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I call to you, save me, that I may observe your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promise. Hear my voice, according to your steadfast love. O Lord, according to your justice, give me life. They draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. They are far from your law. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Look on my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Give me life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great is your mercy, O Lord. Give me life according to your just decrees. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, but I do not swerve from your testimonies. I look at the faithless with disgust, because they do not keep your commands. Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. 
The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your just and righteous decrees endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, first petition of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father, and that we are his true children, so that, with all boldness and confidence, we may ask him, as dear children ask their dear Father. First petition, hallowed be thy name, what does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. All right. Uh, As I said yesterday, we are looking at the New Testament. Uh, The word is recapitulation. I know that's kind of a crazy big word, but uh, recap, we we usually say that. Um, Capo is the the Latin word for head. So to recap is to go back to the head. And it usually means then to tell the story again in this case, right? So when you give a recap, you give, you tell the story again. But in the case here, Jesus is actually telling the first story and all the stories that came before are foreshadowings of the greater story, right? So it's not exactly a recap, but it's actually a, um, uh, I don't know what you want to say, a different word. Well, anyway, so again, it's, he's at a well, it's Jacob's well, he meets a woman there and then he, and then, uh, well, he really, he brings her into a marital relationship, actually. All right. That is uh, Christ as the bridegroom and, and she is the bride. All right. Picture of the church then. John 4, beginning in verse 15. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, and that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship that which you do not know, or what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such worship, or such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at that point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. All right, so a woman at the well, we have the topic of marriage, all right? So just like with um, Rachel and Leah, right? Same same idea there. Uh, but actually, she is a Samaritan woman, so she's representing, we might say, the um, the sons of uh, 
Zilpah and Bilhah, right? Which we'll talk about here in a minute. So not necessarily the sons, also um, some of the sons of Leah, but not all of them. Because of course, Judah and other, you know, represent the South. All right. But the Samaritans being the Northern tribes that were lost, right? And those would be those of, um, of the maidservants, especially. All right. So we're going to try to work through the family tree here. It's kind of complicated. And we have a lot of rivalry going on. But so it goes. Genesis 29, beginning in verse 31. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord. And therefore she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God, who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? So she said, Here is my maid, Bilhah, go into her, and she will bear a child on my knees, and I also may have a child by her. Then she gave him Bilhah, her maid, as wife, and Jacob went in to her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged my case, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. And Rachel's maid, Bilhah, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. It's always a hard one to say. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her to Jacob, his wife. And Zilpah's maid, or Leah's maid, Zilpah, bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop comes. So she called his name Gad. And Leah's maid, Zilpah, bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, I am happy, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called, so she called his name Asher. Now, Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Then he will lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came out of the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me, for I have surely hired you for my son's, with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I have given my maid to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. What a story. All right. So we're just uh, spanning many, many years here. Um, 
and all the children, right? Now notice the first verse there. Um, what did the Lord do? I always have to remember this. The Lord opened her womb, right? Why? Because she was unloved. Hmm. Um, but what do we hear of Rachel? She was barren, meaning God had not opened her womb, right? Um, of course, this points back not just Rachel, but before her, Rebecca, and before her, Sarah, right? Um, what, is, what is the firstborn son then of Leah? Reuben, right? And Reuben means, see a son, right? The Lord has heard that I'm unloved and he's given me a son. Um, and so she thinks that now her, um, the Lord, because he has seen her affliction, her husband would love her having given him a son. Hmm. Not quite. All right. And then she conceived again and bore a son. And this son is Simeon, who means one who hears because the Lord has heard her. Oh, there we go. All right. And then um, a third son, Levi. All right. Um, and that is to me, that means now my time for my husband will be attached to me, right? He will become, it means attached one. So we have see a son, one who hears, attached. Right? Then the fourth son is Judah, which means praise. Right Now I will praise the Lord. All right? So she's been blessed. Um, what is, how does Rachel react to all of this? All right? She's already jealous, but now she's quite jealous. Right, Give me children, she says to Jacob, or else I die. Jacob uh, sees this as a sign of unbelief, right? Yeah, look at his response in verse 2. Am I in the place of God? Always a, a good thing to recognize <laughs> uh, when you're being asked to be in the place of God, right? Who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb. So he says that's God's action. It's a confession of faith, right? So what does Rachel ask Jacob to do? Sound familiar? Lie with the maidservant, this time Bilhah, so he could have children by her, just like we heard with uh, Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, when Sarah instructed him to lie with Hagar, right? Give birth to Ishmael back in Genesis 16. All right, so then by Bilhah, we have a fifth son born. His name is Dan, which means he has vindicated or he has judged because Rachel believes she had been vindicated by the Lord. I think she's deceived or she's deceiving herself. And then a sixth son again by Bilhah, that is Naphtali. You see that? Um, with great wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister, she says, right? His name actually means my wrestling. So now Rachel thinks she's prevailed against her sister. Uh, I think she's deceived again. Leah's response to this, her womb being closed now too, is to give Zilpah to Jacob, his wife. Right? Um, and a son is born by Zilpah. His name is Gad, right? Which means good fortune or a troop. It can be either way, good fortune or a troop. So either... She just thought that this was a, a good sign that she would have more sons. And then the eighth son of Jacob by Zilpah is Asher, which means blessed, right? I am happy for my daughters, for the daughters will call me blessed, she says. All right. Uh, was Leah correct there? Yeah, of course she is. Uh, children are always a blessing from the Lord, even coming through uh, really what I would consider idiotic or stupid means here. <laughs> this is not the way God had instituted marriage, taking the sin of Abraham and amplifying it by a few, all right, with two, two maidservants and two wives. All right. So then um, uh, we have this story with Reuben, right? The oldest son with the mandrakes. Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. That's what Rachel says to Leah. And then notice what, what Leah says. Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? 
Right. Is Leah right in that? Has has Rachel taken away her husband? I'm not so sure about that. Really, the opposite is really true. Leah, of course, is the mother of Judah, of the family tree of the promise, right? Um, but what does Rachel offer to Leah then? Leah, you can have a night with the husband uh, in exchange for the mandrakes. And, uh, and that, I think, is because of the ancient um, idea that mandrakes help produce or um, promote conception, right? Um, but I think that's still an act of unbelief again by Rachel. Right, because who opens and closes the womb? The Lord does. All right. And I think it's kind of, uh, actually, I think it's almost witchcraft. It's certainly the case by the first century that it's actually manuals of witchcraft that prescribe uh, mandrakes for various things. Okay. Um, How does Leah speak to Jacob then in verse 16? Very interesting. She says that she hired him (laughs) and and he slept with her. This whole story, it's just crazy, isn't it? Um, but what did God then do? Despite all their craziness, all of their trying to manipulate and control conception, God actually listened to Leah and she became pregnant and bore Jacob a fifth son by her, right? Which is um, Issachar. It's the ninth son of Jacob, fifth son of Leah, right? And Issachar means uh, reward, right? God has given me my wages, my reward. Uh, she thinks that Leah thinks that this is a reward for having given um, Zilpah over to Jacob, which is, again, I don't know about that. Tenth son of Jacob and sixth son by Leah is Zebulun, which means dwelling, right? Or good endowment. My husband will dwell with me. Now she's certain with six sons that Jacob is going to live with her. I don't know where he lives. You know, his own tent, probably. I wouldn't live in a tent with either of these women or any of them, any of the four. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's a joke. And then we have this interesting note about a daughter being born. Strange, right? Dinah. Dinah is the feminine form of Dan. Remember, Dan uh, is back here with uh, from Bilhah. That's the first son born to Bilhah, um, the, and who Rachel claims is her own, right? So interesting. So it may refer to the strife with her daughter, uh, or excuse me, sister Rachel, repeating what had been Rachel's confession that God had vindicated her in this birth. All right, well, maybe. Okay, now finally in verse 22, what does God do but open the womb of Rachel? All right, and Rachel confesses that God has taken away my reproach or my disgrace. And so she calls him Joseph, first son of Rachel. There'll be two, right? So we're at 11 sons now, 12 births, 11 sons. Joseph literally means added to, added to, or he will add. And uh, Rachel is convinced that she will have another son after this, now that her womb has been opened. And she's right. Of course, she'll die in childbirth, but there you go. And his name is Benjamin. Benjamin. We'll meet him later. All right. So uh, let's summarize. Jacob's house was in disarray as his wives struggled with each other for his favor. It was in such a household of sinners that the grace of God was proclaimed for the blessing of the nations of the earth. These eleven serve as a picture of the eleven faithful disciples of Christ. They were drawn forth from four women, even as the disciples would be sent to the four ends of the earth with the message of the four Gospels. As Leah is a picture of the Old Testament church, so it is her fourth-born son, four being the number of the Gospel and the earth and Scripture, through whom the seed of the promise would be born, that's Judah. Yet it is Rachel who is a picture of Mary, whose disgrace at her pregnancy was removed through the angel's proclamation that she had conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
right? And you see that in uh, Rachel weeping for her children in Matthew's gospel, right? Through our new Joseph, our Lord Jesus, many sons are added to the New Testament church because the disgrace is removed from her. She brings forth many sons through the preaching of the gospel and holy baptism, right? And there's really an expansion on that uh, with the blessing of Jacob upon Joseph's sons, but that is a long time from now, (laughs) but you'll hear it there too. All right. All right. Let's sing uh, a little bit of our hymn here. Maybe if I sing two stanzas. commemoration today, and that is actually a feast day, St. Andrew Apostle. Uh, we'll recognize him a little bit tonight, right, with his readings, actually. St. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was originally born in the Galilean village of Bethsaida, originally a disciple of St. John the Baptist. Andrew then became the first of Jesus' disciples. We'll hear that tonight in our gospel. His name regularly appears in the gospels near the top of the list of the twelve. It was he who first introduced his brother Simon to Jesus. John 1. He was, in a real sense, the first home missionary as well as the first foreign missionary. That's John 12. Tradition says Andrew was martyred by crucifixion on a cross in the form of an X. In AD 357, his body is said to have been taken to the Church of the Holy Apostles in Constantinople and later removed to the Cathedral of Amalfi in Italy. Centuries later, Andrew became the patron saint of Scotland. St. Andrew's Day determines the beginning of the Western Church here, since the first Sunday in Advent is always the Sunday nearest to St. Andrew's Day. All right, we pray. 
Almighty God, by your grace, the Apostle Andrew obeyed the call of your Son to be a disciple. Grant us also to follow the same Lord Jesus Christ in heart and life, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray. O Lord, absolve your people from their offenses, that from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our frailty we have brought upon ourselves, we may be delivered by your bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the Word of God. We pray for parents who must rear their children alone, and for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. All right. We pray in Thanksgiving today with Seth and Declan, who celebrate their baptism. Pray for the households of our church, Dale and Anne, Russ and Amy, Jared and Michelle, Jerome, Joe, and Doug. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovery, recovering, Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, and Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin, and Heidi. Pray for our homebound, Bev, Ed, Paul, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially the work of the Federitz family. We pray for the government and those under authority. And we pray for all those grieving, especially the family and friends of both Willis and Mickey. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a joy to have you with us here today for our congregation of prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's word. Again, uh, uh, visitation at 12.30 for uh, Willis, funeral at 1.30. Uh, and then tonight we have evening prayer at 7 o'clock for St. Andrew's Day. All right. And then uh, pay attention. I'll send out a note, probably be an email and text again about the preparations for Mickey. Uh, again, expect it over this weekend, family coming in from all over the place. Um, so we'll see. All right. So God's blessings to you all, and we'll see you in, well, probably later, if not later, tomorrow. God be with you all. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support and give today.